are listening to It Matters SF, a social issues talk show focusing on local and national politics and policies, as well as sensational headlines so we can weed through the BS and filter out what really matters. Local props, candidates, socially driven movements, it's all kind of happening right now. We've got you covered. I want to introduce my co-hosts for the season, Marta Navarrete and Sam Favela. Hey, hey, hey. Ooh, what an intro. I, I know, I realize I haven't there. said your last names in a while. It just kind of came out. It hit, though. It hit yes. different that time. It really hit so it. different. <laughs> it hit different. How are you guys feeling? What are we, like 50? Are we less than 50 days from the election? We are 48. Oh, we God. We count down that many. So, yeah. As every soon day as we're just said like, it, 47, like, 46. Yeah. yeah, we're getting there. It's Every day is a fight. I've been, like, thinking about it, and the fight really starts on election day. You Kinda know does. that mofo is going to disregard and tell you everything you can to stay in power so well and also to the point of our bonus episode check it out even if we get a done ticket we don't fall asleep we don't fight keep going absolutely not because we've talked about it local elections are also extremely important please (laughs) please (laughs) guys don't forget you don't vote every four years that's not a thing people fall out people are corrupt which we'll hear about and sometimes they go up for re-election before the two years and and you want to know how you're gonna hear about it here on it matters and you can also hear about on it matters sf.com what other things are happening this week i figured we can just kind of get rid of topics right off the top today i could breathe properly um the aqi was at eight (laughs) it was amazing compared to like almost 300 like four days ago yeah, LA looks so clear. I was like, that's not my hometown. Not I was like, oh, this was Photoshop. I was just happy this morning to wake up and see my beautiful Oakland skyline. Like, yeah. I get the, the view of downtown Oakland. Yeah. Is that the sun? Hey, stranger. Hey, There's at least 20 fires in the state of California alone. Across the state of California, is at least 20 fires. And of course, the West Coast is literally burning up in flames all along all the way up to washington which is absolutely terrible yeah and then what happens this week what's his face what did he say oh, our fave our fave just comes over here and talks about uh how science is it real is it real uh, science might be wrong actually i can't with him. and then gives a little chuckle like yo oh. okay so now we must talk about fighting climate change because <laughs> this can't be a yearly discussion or even like a monthly discussion where it's like yeah we gotta breathe today obviously we know why fires are happening why they've happened for centuries and colonialism it's the government's fault it's big business it's white people not listening to indigenous people it's all these things and these factors one of the major issues is that we had no one to fight these fires and that's because we were using slave labor to yeah uh, for the people in jail to fight these fires and now apparently they're gonna start offering firefighter jobs to mm. people that were like because well, there's so much exposure on it now. And yeah, they have experience. But, but All only yeah. after experience, though, right? so like that's like the beginning process of like you get the experience, you you get out, you get your record expunged, and then you can be a firefighter. But you're mm. they're still making you fight fires while in jail, and they don't pay you shit. They don't pay you anything. I thought it was so funny that like Governor Newsom went to the went to the fire scene and. It, he posted a picture and was like, you need a vote. And it's like, bro, we voted for you like almost two years ago and you're barely passing a bill, the um, AB2147, that allows formerly incarcerated people to become firefighters. And and you were also a lieutenant governor and you're also mayor of San Francisco. Like you've, right. you had all this power and you're barely using it now, now that like everybody's eyes are open to like, like honestly, this pandemic has caused so much because if it wasn't for the pandemic, we would still have this slave labor using people in jail to fight these mm-hmm. firefighters. And because we don't, like, that's a problem. And now they're passing this bill. Now that the eyes are on them, it's like, <gasps> uh-oh, like Black Lives Matter. With these fires, the whole conversation 
problem right now, I guess you could say, is that it is federal land. I think like 60% roughly of yeah. forest land. Yeah. Right. Federal lands have been under-resourced and like, hello, why do you think in California, we're going to get into it later, we have crops for education every two years, every four years and all this stuff. We just want to keep bringing it back to voting, right? And so this is what you're voting for. You're voting for people that are making these kinds of decisions. We need to be passing bills that make decisions based off of like what we've been doing for centuries before we started doing the colonialism shit. Like There are actual trees that need to be burned. Mm -hmm. They can't be in this type of heat. Global warming is real. That's really, bottom line, why we need to change Congress, the House, everyone, all our politicians, if they're not cared or concerned about our world and people in general, why are they there? And funny enough, we just did a bonus episode all about Congress. The bonus episode included what the job is, what they do, why it matters, why you should show up and vote in this election. So for this episode, as promised, we will be going over the House of Representatives and specifically speaking on the California reps, because as we know, we got the power. Mm -hmm. We have 53 representatives alone in the state of California. We have a lot of people. Population is very high. Therefore, we have a lot of representatives. I think one of my favorite things, we've mentioned this in other episodes, but it's always hilarious to me when we're doing this research. And it's like, oh, how many? Oh, there's one. So like Maine has one House representative. Right. California has 53. Right. There's not much to that. It's just every time we go about that, I'm like, oh, my God. How that math works out. Could you imagine? uh, Is literally the definition of politics. And I get the bubble. Like, if you're in Maine and you're Mm -hmm. seeing California, like, I get it. That's crazy. I get it if you're in Alaska. Yeah. And you want to be like, "Mm, I'm not really, you know. mm, Yeah. I get it if you're in Puerto Rico. You're like, yeah, y'all don't even count me, really. So uh, count me out. So what's coming up next? Yeah, so coming up on the next few episodes, trying to give you all the info you need for your ballot. I got my voter information, by the way. Same. Yes. I'm so excited to see it. Yeah, so actually compare and contrast this podcast to your voter. Let's do some homework. Mm -hmm. Um, So coming up, most of us are from California, so we want to make sure that info is out. We got a lot of real good tea dirt. Mm -hmm. Um, Tea dirt? Never said that before. All of these shows will be finished up around mid-October, which gives you, you know, a couple of weeks. I, I would say it gives you a week to confirm the research that you've done mm-hmm. already, listeners. Mm-hmm. And it gives you time then to actually uh, send in your ballot a week early. All and our goal was to set yeah. you up before the elections. And mm-hmm. if you don't have time to listen, by confirming also, you could just go to the sources that we have on itmatterssf.com. All the information is going to be there, everything that we talk about. Or you can find us on Instagram or Facebook. For Facebook, it's facebook.com slash it matters sf or instagram at it matters sf and we're on twitter we're going to try harder to be on it but at twitter at it matters sf yes so definitely make sure to check those out if you want to read about it on your own check out our sources but for our california house representatives let's do it So we have 53 candidates, which means we had to kind of figure out how to talk about them because we can't just list off 53 people. What we've decided to do is visually break up these 53 districts into North Central, which then gets subbed into Coastal and Mountain, Mm -hmm. kind of, which you'll see East-West, and then Southern. 
what is super interesting about California is that districts four and eight, which span all the way from Tahoe down to almost LA, super rural. We already kind of know that there's a lot of different kind of people in California. Yeah, I think uh, one fun thing that for me researching the, you know, the candidates here in California was like Megan mentioned, obviously most of them are Democrat. They lean Democrat. They vote Democrat. Because the state is progressive. Mm. But there's these pockets in California where you see these representatives just kind of just doing whatever the hell they want. Mm -hmm. And they're rich as hell. Mm -hmm. So Because nobody votes. (laughs) Nobody votes. It's so funny because... And um, or those areas are underrepresented. We have a huge discrepancy between rural and like Metro America, right? Mm -hmm. Tahoe, Eureka. All of that is just kind of what it means why it matters that we have so much political power and also giving you a little background before we start talking about candidates, which we'll do now. Mm -hmm. So we're going to flip the lid off of this house episode by entering California from the north. (laughs) (laughs) The first district, so California District 1, we have the incumbent Republican Doug LaMafia, LaMalfia, He's the incumbent, and he won the primary by a lot. Hmm. However, what I did notice on our girl Ballotpedia is the Democrat Audrey Denny. There's a few Democrats that ran against LaMalfia, and if all of those Democrats vote for Denny, then she could get it, right? Mm -hmm. So in a nutshell, the Democrats are showing up. They could flip this seat. Uh, We'll see. So if you know anyone up there, call them. I guess that's kind of, yeah, that's where all of this goes to. District 1 is really interesting. So that's all like the Humboldt, Eureka. I was somewhat surprised that most of that area is Democrat. And I think some of it happened in 2018, I will say. But I was somewhat surprised by that for some reason. It's a huge area if you look at it on the district maps. Uh, District 1 and 2 are just such huge portions. So I can totally see how it leans Democrat because it's also, you know, a a college town. Mm. Humboldt University. That's true. There's a lot of progressives there. And hippies, like I said, got to count on those hippies. It's true, though. Yeah, you're right. They're usually registered. Well, and students are voting from there. So that's District 1, kicking it off as a Republican uh, representative. Cool, whatever. (laughs) Moving on, you got District 2, which is another big one. That's actually a Democratic um, representative. And then 2 through 9, basically, are all uh, Democratic representatives. I think we could just skip to District 4, if that's okay. That's kind of one of the big ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There is a Republican um, mm-hmm. incumbent at the time, Tom McClintock. Mm-hmm. So he's running against Bryn Kennedy. So we'll see how that turns out. The district lies to the east of the Sierras and along the along with District 8, so in that area. Uh, the entire east side of the Sierras from around Tahoe until Ventura County. So this district included the central region in California, but it's... Actually, like it's so big, it's literally like it's like kind of scary. The middle of California, and you have all these little rural, small, small, small districts. But it's it's so weird to see such big gaps and how that happens. I don't know. I think it's just rural, yeah. Mm -hmm. So then you also have District Eight, and right now you have Paul Cook, who's retiring, Chris Bubzer on the Democratic side, and Jay Orbenolt. But those are also, uh, that's another one to look out for. I don't know much about Paul Cook, but I mean, he's retiring. So, I yeah, really I think don't the secret with that one is 
that as long as Democrats show up, right? Absolutely. Yeah, because if the it. Republicans that voted for Cook since 2012 Are show also up, retiring. Right. The, yeah, right. <laughs> Unfortunately, they vote a lot. Yeah. There's nothing else to do. They show up. They yeah, really do. honestly. And so, yeah, so we did dive into the east side of the central region of California because they're just two districts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which um crazy because compared to the west side, there's how many districts? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. <sighs> Way more than two. The count goes on, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And um the what are some of the important ones um on the west side of the central California? Races to watch, right? California twelve we have our Nancy Pelosi. She represents San Francisco. Sorry, who's that? Nancy Pelosi. Just kidding. Oh, um, the hair. same woman that's been in the same job for 30 years. Oh, ah, right. killing it, killing it, or killing Or I killing. should say she's running in her 30th race. So she's held office since 1987. We kind of covered it th- this in the last episode. It's interesting that her district has moved around, right? And so as we talked about, we're redistricting this year. So this will happen again. Um, but she's always represented like this area. We know she's the first woman speaker, and as it stands, she is the most powerful woman in Congress, if not in the country. Mm-hmm. I just know for sure it was yeah. Congress. <laughs> she said she would have retired in 2016 had Hillary won the presidency, just like Ginsburg, if we, for the sake of information. They both have said that statement? Oh, yeah. Ginsburg said she would have, like, the only reason she wasn't retiring was because Trump won, which is why every time she almost dies, we're all freak out. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, right? Thank Um, you, my hero. Yeah. You know, she says she's going to retire after the next term, uh, like, if Biden gets in. She's 82. Uh, She's 82. It's not that I mean ageist. I'm, like, more concerned about um, elderly abuse. Like, (laughs) let these people retire. Like, Yeah, but they're making so much money. Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> go girl. You get it. Whatever. But still, we all have to agree that our Democratic representatives are still trying to pass laws that are or bills that are supposed to be helping us. Sometimes it's a little too late, but at least they're putting in the effort. And yeah. for that reason, I guess we, oh fuck, I guess we got to vote for her again. We are going to try to keep this concise because it's a lot of drama. But so she does have an opponent. So I'm just going to I'm just going to go in. Let's say it's March. We're stoked that Pelosi has an opponent, progressive, hella progressive. On paper, he was gaining traction, right? So he ran in the midterm and got I think he had the highest percentage of an opponent of Pelosi in a while. But this guy's been trying for a while. Like right. when I first moved to SF, like I've seen him pass out literature. We're talking about Shahid Buttar. Oh yes, did I say that? Oh, we, <laughs> Have I said no, that I yet? Okay, yeah. Shahid Buttar, yeah. And so he was accused of sexual harassment. Yeah, I think yeah. that was only like a month and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then and after that, a bunch of stuff came out that his staff like hated working for him. And he was the worst okay. person to like ha- have as a leader. A bunch of people came out that used to work on his campaign were saying that. And oh, also, the people that worked on the campaign. Yeah. Like huh. a, uh, his uh, chief of staff quit and all this stuff. I finally found an interview with him mm-hmm. defending himself. He makes sure to mention that all the people accusing him want to, like, work in the Democratic Party, not, like, progressive, not liberal, but, like, the Dem Party. Mm-hmm. We just can't ignore that. We came so close. So I close know. to having a good candidate. You know, we'd be remiss if we didn't at least talk about the race in general, um, that she does have an opponent. 
but let's move on. So Barbara Lee is oh, another oh. Uh, house rep from Oakland. Oakland, baby. By the way, women are killing it in this Bay Area. Yeah, and yeah. Barbara Lee has been killing it for a long time. Yep. So she's also been a long time incumbent, I will yeah, say. Absolutely. And actually, she was one person that I wanted to mention that could possibly be taking over uh, Kamala Harris's seat in case she becomes VP. Could happen, but anyway. Yep. Moving on, California's 14th congressional district, Jackie Spear, who we all love. Boop, boop. She's actually my representative. So kind of the same rundown that Marta did earlier, California districts 15 through 20 are Democratic incumbents. We're going to point it out for the sake of pointing it out. That doesn't mean they should win. Next up, um, Marta, you kind of went ham on this district. So District 17, specifically Silicon Valley. Yes. So I, you know how I feel about Silicon Valley. You know about how I feel about that county and how I believe 80% of the homeless population in Silicon Valley are from that area, which is so depressing to hear about. Mm-hmm. So it makes me wonder what the hell is happening over there. And right now, our representative in Silicon Valley area is Ro Khanna, who is a Democrat and incumbent. He's been there for about a year. You know, he's got some grassroots. He's progressive. He's friends with Bernie, whatever. They're homies. It's cool and all. He believes in tech. He wants to grow jobs within tech. And then I also can't deny the fact that he's a millionaire and his net worth is $27 million. Which okay. is where Pelosi and McConnell are now. No. But- Pelosi is at 120 million. Oh, the thing Sorry, is, girl. Oh, this, yeah. This, uh, <laughs> I just read that. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Kana, Kana, he's rich because he married into money. Um, uh, okay. His wife is Rita Kana, the multimillionaire daughter of some executive investment firm um, of car park companies. Well, and, and holds 99% of his assets. Well, there you go. I don't hate it. I, I don't hate no. it. And I was just. Girl, I'm trying to find me one like that, too. No, exactly. I was doing my research, <laughs> trying to dive deep about, like, is he in real estate? And then I guess I didn't get that far. But thank you, Sam. He's <laughs> not in real estate. Thank you for confirming. He's running again against a Republican. So hopefully he gets it again. Money, you know, all that is like a weird thing. Uh, the area he's in is interesting. And obviously I have my issues about what's happening in that county. Uh, but. You know, he's not the worst. So just interesting. Again, he is another person that could possibly take over uh, Senator Kamala Harris's position if she becomes VP. So this is a good time to mention um, that, of course, as we kind of we kind of mentioned in the beginning of this, that as we go south, these districts are compacted more and more. Right. For example, the north, there was only nine central. Sam pointed out there's 16 and so to continue on down the state, getting um, closer to like Ventura County, where I'm from, so we have California 21. T.J. Cox is an incumbent Democrat. He won 50% to his Republican counterparts, 49%. So he barely won. This was a midterm flip Ooh, race. Tight. So show up. So his Republican um, opponent is David G. Valadeo. Valadeo. Yeah. So pay attention. <laughs> That's how it is, yeah. Yeah. And so next we have California 22, which is the San Joaquin Valley and includes portions of Fresno County's Republican Devin Nunez. His um, opponent, Democrat Phil Arbio, which sounds familiar. I feel like he was an SF politician, but um, he attended California State University Fresno. He's from there. As of 2020 campaign, He ran a financial service business, was on the board of Central California Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, and was chairman of Fresno's Bicycle and Pedestrian Advisory Committee. Pay attention to who you're voting for, right? Devin Nunez won about 30,000 votes 
second, third, and fourth place were all Democrat. We can totally flip this seat. He barely won in 2018. Yeah, so that's California 22. I'm sorry, y'all, but I have to go to work. The parting words, I don't know what to say. We'll see you next episode. You <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just everybody else, go out and vote and know mm-hmm. who you're voting for. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you. you soon. Bye, y'all. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> So moving along now, another seat to flip. We got uh, District 23. Kevin McCarthy is currently the incumbent. He is a Republican. This is the Bakersfield area. So it's a very evenly Democratic representative, uh, Democrat, Republican uh, leaning district. So obviously it might lean Republican now that we know that obviously McCarthy is endorsed by Trump. His opponent is the Democrat Kim Magone, Mangone. So if you know anyone in that area. Okay, so Kim Mangone, are they are they running against? They're running, yeah. They're running against Kevin McCartney, who Car- McCarthy. 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 Oh, sorry. As Marta is mentioning is an incumbent. He has about sixteen point eight million in this race. Guess how much she has? A little under half a million dollars. Okay, so let's move along. Yeah, so 24 in passing. Um, Saul is a Democrat. He's an incumbent, somewhat of a safe seat. All right, so my hometown. So we have California District 25. The incumbent is Mike Garcia, who's a Republican. He won the primary on March 3rd. The opponent to Mike is Christy Smith who is a Democrat. She has been endorsed by Feinstein, that's Diane Feinstein, Mm -hmm. uh, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, Gavin Newsom. All the Cali babies. So this is the district, if you remember from our primary episode, I guess, this is the district that Katie Hill won in 2018. I, I should say first that she was outed for having relations with a... Subordinate, Subordinate, thank you. Along with nudie photos of her being circulated, I have to remind everybody, circulated through Congress. Nudies is It's not just that they came out, it's that they were circulated by congressmen. Right. So So that's cute. Okay, so everyone was just like, let's share the photos. Because also, something California, what happened to the ex girl, like, you know, that ex girlfriend porn law thing? Because a lot of guys were putting videos of their ex girlfriend sex tapes online. Oh, but nobody posted this online, so it's okay? No? Right. No? Okay. And so that guy, Mike Garcia, he was put right back in after right. she, so she stepped down. She had to. Moving along now. Could we touch on the District 39? It's a very tight race, I guess. Mm-hmm. The, so now we're in the southern region. Right. Yeah. Now we're in the south <laughs> of California. Uh, so District 39, Gil Cisneros, which, by the way, what a last name. <laughs> so hard to say sometimes. He's the incumbent. He is a Democrat and won by 51%. So it back in 2018 to Kim Young, the Republican. It's really tight races mm-hmm. around there. But this is a good win, and this is a seat we want to keep. Show up. So to the same, so that was 39. So 42, we're just going to kind of piggyback off each other. Mm-hmm. So California 42, uh, we have a Republican incumbent elected in 1992. So this is another one of those like career politician guys. For life. Yeah. In 2018, though, he won his election with only 53% of the vote. William O'Mara, the Democrat opponent, they have a chance. We'll move on. Yeah. Because we know how I feel about <laughs> that. An incumbent who we don't need to watch out for 
is uh, seat 43, Maxine Waters. Yep. Homegirl's been there forever. She's 82. She's still pushing through. Mm-hmm. Oh, that rhymed. That's cute. Uh, so, you know, that's just another seat. Uh, a big one would be District 45, Katie Porter. Ooh. Flip the seat back in uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, I saw that she endorsed, sorry, that Elizabeth Elizabeth Warren endorsed her did for you, re-election. So, so that's do you, pretty cool. Did you know that uh, Katie Porter was a student of Warren? No. And that Katie Porter, I mean, this is fine. That's adorable. It it was interesting because I was like, oh, okay, nepotism, but also she could just be inspired by her. Her daughter is named after Elizabeth Warren. It's just interesting. All right. Stop yeah. pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, she, yeah, this is a seat to keep. For sure. For yeah. sure. Oh, and then also that district had, like in the history of California, had always been Republican. Right. And next we have California uh, races to watch. So we're kind of skipping over 46, 47. California, 48. So this is a big one. If you listen to like a lot of liberal podcasts, you've probably heard this a lot, like a Pod Save America, whatever. The incumbent for California District 48 is Harley Ruda, Democrat, who flipped this district in 2018. So it's just another one of those. Yes, we flipped it. We got to keep it. We got to pay attention. Um, the Republican opponent is Michelle Steele. This is actually a pretty well-known race in California. Pay attention. You got, <laughs> if you know yeah. anyone there, give them a call. Exactly. Um, okay, so we're going to skip through 49 and move on to 50, <laughs> which is a vacant seat. It is a Republican-leading district. You have Duncan Hunter, who had to step down due to, you know, some campaign finance crimes that he was committing. <laughs> Not only was it him, his wife, his mo- former campaign manager, they literally went on, like, a like shopping spree. It's crazy. They stole over $250,000 of campaign funds, using it for, like, I don't know, vacations. There's even a report that they used it to include airfare for a pet rabbit. What's going on, America? So that seat is vacant. Duncan Hunter was the incumbent, right? The Democratic candidate is Amar Kampa Najjar. Republican is Daryl Issa. We told the story of why this person's being shut out, so pay attention to who you're going to vote in. Exactly. That was it on that one. That's it, yeah. So so California uh, 52, we're skipping over 51. Scott Peters, the Democrat, San Diego region. He is also, like you were saying, another rich person at $32 million net worth. You know, check out if they're really who you want representing you. It doesn't be, you know, Nancy Pelosi, $120 million yeah. net worth. But still, like, these people are making millions of dollars. And Scott Peters is, like, representing a San Diego region, which, like, obviously has a big homeless population. And he's obviously not in, like, the La Jolla areas that are, like, mm-hmm. hella rich. But it's, like, these areas that need help. Look this guy up. How is he making his money? Is he doing it by disenfranchising everyone? Is right. the homeless population population getting worse because they don't care? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot of like, make sure your representatives look like you, Absolutely. have the same values as you. Just because they're Democrat doesn't mean they're going to fight for you. Exactly. Yeah. And, and we've done our research to learn that people flip. This is a two-party world we live in, but it's not the two parties that are out there only. There's options, and you just need to, like, brush up on whatever the hell you mm-hmm. want to. But just know that these people are in power right now, and they're serving you. So it's important for you to vote because guess what? 
whether you want them in there or not, it's up to you. If you haven't gotten your voter information yet, just go to Ballotpedia. Yeah, totally. Enter in your zip code, and mm-hmm. literally it would give you a sample ballot of what your district and what you are voting for. So even if yes. you don't know what the hell is on your ballot, you can literally go to Ballotpedia, get a little example, and it'll tell you everything. Totally. So that's, you know, races to watch, seats to flip, seats to keep within the 53 candidates in California. As Marta broke down in the last episode, it is specifically like one of six of the 50 states that has the most voting power. Pay attention. I think, I guess we just talk a lot about how interesting it is that like California isn't just across the board Democrat. It's not. You won't be able to argue a 10 million vote margin. And so although we go to Democrat, vote. Absolutely. Vote. (laughs) And again, because it it matters in these little rural or districts, like every district has someone representing them. And of course, we understand that there's not as many representatives as we would like. Blah, blah, blah. Nobody Mm -hmm. has enough representatives. But we gotta, we make the decisions. So yep. let's just put people that we want up there. Again, your voice isn't heard unless you are accounted for. So that concludes the California House episode. Races to watch, seats to flip, and seats to keep. Mm-hmm. Um, out of 53 candidates, California has the most voting power. Um, so please, please, please vote. That date is November 3rd. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to check us out on Instagram, Facebook at It Matters SF. You can uh, email us at itmatterssf at gmail.com or check out our webpage at www.itmatterssf.com. Marta, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for having yes. me. I'm like, Sam, thank you from remotely from work. Um, yes. <laughs> I love it. Bye. Bye.